0: Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nook. And you're listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them.
1: And it's spooktober, folks, so we are on to some horror movies. In this uh, episode, we covered The Evil Dead from 1981 and the reimagining of The Evil Dead from 2013.
0: Yeah, so this is, we're including this in our remake series. And um, yes, we did do this on purpose for Spooktober, but uh, you guys will find that we may start covering horror movies more often at regular times of the year because it turns out that a lot of remakes are horror movies. Yeah. A yeah. lot of horror movies have been remade. So our remake series is going to include many horror movies.
1: And I'm glad we watched the 1981-1983 version versus Evil Dead 2, which is the, the more comical version of it which mm. then leads on to the army of darkness which is the third one with bruce campbell in it have you seen either of those two
0: no i hadn't seen these ones oh, until today enough.
1: so um the remake in uh 80 87 uh, again with san Raimi and bruce campbell basically has the same plot and premise i think they just had more of a budget so they spent more on the like this some weird special effects, and they take a more comical route to it. Okay. Um, it's borderline already... The 81 version is borderline already there, um, because this, it is very reminiscent of early uh, horror movies where the budgets were very small.
0: Because
1: mm. that's, that's the thing about that sort of golden era of horror movies, is they were always very small, the budget, that is. Um, and it made... For a more intimate and like exciting sort of era of mm-hmm. horror movie versus these days, which, as we will discuss later on in this episode, they are the modern
0: movies are splatterfests. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't I'm, you agree? From not not all horror movies, no, <laughs> but certainly this one. I think I think
1: with the the twenty twenty horror movies. Uh, and even the late um teens, they tend. The I think it like sort of goes in like a cycle, and we're sort of coming back to the more psychological because we've had, um, we've had us, uh, Nope and Get, Get Out, which have all been really intimate. Like even the cinematography is really intimate, hmm. and they are more of a psychological like fear building. Yep. Versus, I think, from the '90s on into the 2000s, they were very jump scary movies. Yeah, virtually. and a lot
0: of slashers, slashers yeah. were a big thing.
1: I still stick by my uh, statement of thrillers are uh, humans killing people, and horrors are like um, you know, something spooky no, you, killing people.
0: You can have horrors that are humans killing people. Yeah. Um, an example of one is actually starring one of the people who's in the remake of um, of Evil Dead. Uh, she was in Don't Breathe.
1: Oh, that's the one where they break into the guy's spoilers for
0: a movie. <laughs> well, that's we're not going like, to give away the yeah, ending of it or anything. But, he's, but yeah. he's the guy who's blind, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it very much is definitely a horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is just people. There's nothing supernatural going on there and it's yeah, definitely a horror. So it's right. I know you you disagree on the yeah, definition I, of a horror, but everyone else would disagree with you. You've yeah, just made up your own
1: <laughs> I've made up my own genre. <laughs> um like I, I just think that the the teeny sort of teenage, you know, ops, we killed somebody or someone's trying to kill us From pent up sexual tension Which is basically the whole plot of Scream um, But
0: Scream yeah, is so I mean I just Scream is a satire but it is a horror Yeah It's not a thriller, it's a horror
1: Yeah, I still think that I would go by the definition of Horror has some sort of Alternate element to
0: Well you're wrong I know I'm wrong
1: <laughs> But it's my opinion, and, you know, I live in a free country, and I can express my opinion. Um,
0: no, because we I mean, a, a whole genre. I have genre the freedom of,
1: to be wrong.
0: The whole genre of slashers are horrors. Yeah, with <laughs> their horrors, where it's people but, killing people. Texas a, Chainsaw Massacre. Do you think that's a you think that's a thriller or not a horror?
1: There is some sort of element there.
0: What do you mean?
1: Well, I'll give you an. You know the the Hell's Have Eyes series.
0: Yeah, those. Or it's like they, because they're based on on um the test si- Oh, Okay, but I was gonna say, is it not like I've I've only seen The Hills of Eyes 2. Okay. And it was the mutated people who had lived in the area where there had been nuclear testing. Yes. Which is not that's sci-fi rather than yeah. supernatural.
1: I I think um I will I will reach out an olive branch to everybody who's disagreeing with me right now, including you. Um,
0: including literally everyone on the planet. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, people do some horrible shit to each other, and I'd feel that like the more um, spooky, alien, supernatural element you have to the genre, you get a better horror movie.
0: Okay, and but there's a difference between you enjoying a particular kind of horror movie and deciding every other kind of horror movie isn't horror. <laughs> yeah,
1: my point being is there are subgenres within the genre. And I just feel that sometimes some movies are mislabeled towards horror because it's still it's in the same genre. It's just like a subgenre. Like you could have a horror movie about vampires, and you could have a horror movie about zombies or in this case demons. And they all sort of are the same genre, but it's like I don't know. I, I just I just <laughs> feel that there is a difference between them. And I just
0: yeah, yeah, they're different movies, but they're still the same genre.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying the subgenre of movies where it's some form of other element. There's my my
0: ball. Yeah, but like you're you're arguing that you like a particular type of horror movie, and therefore all other movies that you don't like are not horror because you don't like them. No, I'm saying they're, <laughs> a, sub,
1: they're a subgenre of the genre.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you like the subgenre which is supernatural horror.
1: No, I just feel when the, I like the horror where it's not humans doing horrible shit to other humans.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean that horror with humans isn't horror just because you don't like it. Yeah, but then you could argue. That's that, like if I was saying, you know, I'm. I love sci-fi movies. I really like time travel movies. Any don't. sci-fi movie that doesn't have time travel in it isn't sci-fi. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs>
1: but time travel is a subgenre of time of sci-fi. Yes. Yeah,
0: but that doesn't mean that every other type of sci-fi is not sci-fi just because okay. I don't like it. Okay. I do like most yeah. of them, but yeah. still, like I'm just saying, it doesn't make any sense I'm as an just argument. Saying
1: that I don't find people scary. Okay. So I, I'm not afraid. Therefore, the premise of it being a horror, it does not horrify me.
0: But it does other people. Yeah, but
1: that's them. Yeah, I but like that
0: doesn't mean it's not horror.
1: Like. No one has to like everything everybody else likes. I
0: I understand that. I'm people not saying... are going to be fast
1: forwarding through this entire bit. Let's get back to the movie.
0: I just I'm just I'm not saying that you have to like all the horror. I'm just saying you yeah. can't decide it's not horror based solely on the fact that you don't like
1: it. Not that I don't like it, I don't find it scary.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not horror. It just means that you are not the particular target audience of that horror.
1: True. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying, Olive Brunch. All agree to no, disagree. No! Yes, I am agreeing to disagree. Let's just move on. Oh no, my one God. no one cares. No one cares.
0: Everyone, go to our Discord. <laughs> tell one Nick, call
1: of action at a time. Go tell to Discord. Nick what a
0: horror movie is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Tell me a horror movie you find scary in the comments below or on our Discord.
0: <coughs> oh yeah, we do post on YouTube on the yeah. same day now. So you can leave it in our YouTube comments.
1: If you're on YouTube.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Do we want to get back to the movies? Because you were exhausted already. <laughs> so you hadn't seen any of these movies no. before. Have you seen any of the other uh, in the series? No. Okay. Um, for other people who haven't seen it, what's the closest you equate... And uh, to the first, the first Evil Dead movie, the eighty-one slash eighty-three theatrical release. What,
0: what do you mean? What's the closest I equate?
1: Because I would say that this movie in particular had such a ripple effect within the industry of people making horror movies.
0: Oh yeah, I mean clearly. Yeah. Um, do you know what's really funny? Actually, this is. There's got to be one person who listens to this who knows what I'm talking about. But when I was a kid, I used to play this game called... Hi Phil. No, (laughs) it'll be Connor. (laughs) Um, I used to play this game called Ghost Master, which is... I have replayed it recently, so I think you saw me play some of it. It's a game where you control some ghosts, and there's different levels and different, like, locations, and you have to, like, haunt them and uh, scare people away and achieve specific goals or whatever, and then there's, like, unlockable ghosts that you can free by doing certain actions or getting humans to do certain actions and then um they join your ghost army yeah. there is a level where <laughs> it's set in a cabin in the woods yep, and, you, and there's three uh students come along and you have to lure them into the basement to read a book and listen to a tape and summon an evil being that you can try and recruit for your ghost army and until today I had no idea
1: <laughs> well, that
0: it was just a hundred percent a reference to the evil dead like not like that's it that's exactly what it is because it's a second level in the same location, but it's the second level is called The Blair Wisp Project, and it's about, you know, it's clearly based on the Blair Witch Project, uh, which I understood that reference yeah. from when I played it originally. Um, but I had no idea that the first level there was literally just basically the plot of um, the, the Evil, evil Dead, but from the perspective of the demon. Yeah. <laughs> trick these stupid kids
1: into the damn basement yeah
0: yeah and it's like trying to you you know because there's different ways you can try to lure them down and like the entrance to the basement is from outside and it's all covered up so you should like use like spooky winds and fog and stuff to move the leaves off it so, and then like try to make weird noises around there so they come around to figure out what it is um it's like it's, the reverse of sims yeah <laughs> yeah you're trying to control people by controlling ghosts that are in their surroundings yeah it's a fun game but um, yeah, it's literally just the plot of the Evil Dead, and I had no idea. It's interesting
1: um, because without this Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead movie you wouldn't have like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, Cabin, Cabin, Cabin in, in the, the Woods. Woods is like the perfect premise for. Let's like, if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, I highly recommend it. Um, it is probably my number one horror movie mm. because it is very. Very overarching, like there's a bigger story that you don't understand. Yeah, um, they
0: could a hundred percent. They discussed this on Heroes Out recently. But they could a hundred percent make like a whole universe around yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, the, um, a lot of people, because it's uh, a lot of people believe it's all linked to like Buffy, and um, and then there's some Firefly fan theories of how mm. like the agency, which I think is more um more mentioned in Angel, which is obviously the spin-off to Buffy, um, that that, like, there's a government agency working with demons and blah blah blah, so, you know, you could, you could argue that those are the kind of people who would then survive an apocalypse and an exodus from Earth. But you
0: could make, like, a whole TV series out of it, you could have, like, you know, because d- d- they have, I think they there's like references in it to there being different locations where they're yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. So you could have like different movie off movies in different locations. So you could make an entire expanded universe out of Cabin in the Woods.
1: And the other thing that I'd like to talk about a little bit before we just jump right into, you know, the the, the similarities. Um, obviously, because it's a reimagining, they're very similar. Mm. Um, it's interesting, based on like nationality of the writer and the location they're filmed in and the audience they're designed for you get a very different type of horror movie Um, for a brief example um, i'm not obviously the first person to talk about this but in americanized horror movies the people always experience whatever horror thing is happening to them in the wilderness Because in America, the wilderness is scary and the cities are safe. Versus when you get British um, or um, British horror movies, the horror part always takes place in the city and the safe area is always outside the city. For the perfect example of this, you'd say, um, like, uh, 28 Days Later, Mm. which is in London. You'd have Attack of the Block. I know it's not a, like, super horror movie, but it's more sci-fi, but I'm saying, like, it's happening in the suburbs. You sort of get a more of a... The city is dangerous, which I think is a cultural thing. You
0: do get that in A Quiet Place. Yes. That the reason they've survived as long as they have is because they're not in a city. Yeah. Um... Because the city, again, it's all about noise. So yeah, the city yeah. is very noisy. So yeah, you know. those, those And the t- silence as well, I guess. Because we, I mean, we did discuss this when we discussed those movies. Yeah. That they try to get away from the cities.
1: Yeah, it is very much the wilderness is dangerous. And then the cities are safe. And then the reverse of it. And then you get the weird... Um, I'm not saying the genre is weird. I'm just saying Japanese horror, Asian horror in general, tends to be... Far more intimate and not so much blood and gore, but more, like, psychological building. Mm. And it's, um, I think eventually we'll probably end up covering them, but, like, the American remakes of uh, Japanese horror mm. have always been a hell of a lot worse. I think it's just Americanizing anything makes it worse. Like, uh, one of my favorite horror movies, which would be in my top five, which is Wreck um, or R.E.C., which is um, Spanish, Spanish I think, yeah. yeah, and it is about um, spoilers for it's it's a I'll, I'll give you the premise. I won't actually tell you what happens. Um, the premise is a um, uh, TV reporter crew going into a building, and it's they're following um, the fire service. So it's from the perspective of sort of found footage, which is one of my favourite genres when it comes to horror. Mm -hmm. Because like uh, Cloverfield, like Blair Witch Project, Project, you don't, you feel so trapped, Mm. which I think really heightens the the fear element of it because you can't, there's no looking away. You only can see what you can see and that's it.
0: Yeah, and I mean the thing about found footage horror is that it's just very directly putting you in the shoes of the person experiencing it. Yeah. So it feels more visceral almost, like it's more real, like it's happening to you. Yeah. To an extent. And, um, of course,
1: then, then there's not sequences. With found footage, why I love it so much is there's no sequences, which um, I think helps the Evil Dead original. Obviously, uh, the same elements are in uh, the remake or the reimagining, sorry. Um where when you're not locked in the perspective of the person you can see things that help build the tension in the background yeah but they are not they're not as impactful when you can't see it it's sort of like the difference between the lead-up in one of your favorite shows which was lost of like the creepy oh, yeah. thing in the woods yeah and you're like i don't know what it is And it's revealed to be a smoke demon, and you're like, or a smoke thing, and then you're like, oh, this is boring. Like all of that lead up of trees getting moved around. Like I first I saw the first episode and thought it was a TV show based on Jurassic Park. Right. That was my first thought when I watched the end of the episode of the first episode. I was like, Oh, this is a Jurassic Park show. This is fantastic. They've crashed on one of like the islands where the dinosaurs are. Mm. This is going to be amazing. And it turns out it's a stupid smoke demon. And I'm like, just as boring. Oh, yeah, it's,
0: it lost, kind of lost its legs towards the end of it. <laughs> I, this... should, I, do, I should do a full rewatch at some point um, and watch it from a new perspective. Because watching it like week by week and the ending was like, because I think the ending aired... They aired it the same time in Ireland that they aired it in the States, so it was like we got up at like five a.m. or something to watch <laughs> to watch Lost, and it was really disappointing. Yeah. the finale. I, um, I think
1: there was some issues around it because I'm pretty sure they had they had like a they had no plan because they thought it was going to get cancelled. Hmm. And then when they had a plan, they were like, "Cool, it's going to end here." And the studio was like, "No, you're making too much money. More seasons."
0: Yeah, I still think. The first episode of the second season, the the opening of it is one of my fa- favorite openings to any episode of any show I've ever watched. Is
1: that when? Sorry, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Lost. Uh, is that when they discover that the tail section survived as well?
0: No. So it's um. So the uh, there's a whole plot line in the first season of Lost where they found this hatch in the ground, and they and they they're trying to figure out what the hell it is, what's down there, you know, whatever, and the. the the final moments of the first, the the season finale of the first season of Lost are them using explosives to blow up the, the hatch. Yeah. But there's a whole premise in Lost where like every episode focuses on a different character, and you see flashbacks to their life before the island and stuff like that. You know, um, and that that was the whole the way they did every episode in the first season. Yeah. So the second season starts with this guy, and uh, I think for the beginning of it you can't really see his face, you don't know who he is, but he's just like going about his day, he's like having a shower and listening to music, and like having his breakfast and doing stuff, and then at the end of his morning routine, you hear the explosion, and you realise he's been living in the hatch the whole time, right. and it's just like such a fantastic reveal, it's so good, um... Because you do not see it coming, because the way they've set up the show so far, you're like, "Oh, okay, this is a, a different passenger in the plane that we haven't really, yeah, you know, had a look at it. yet." Yeah. And then you're just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and it's so good; it's so well done. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, it just it kind of tra- trails off the more. But there's definitely like the first few seasons of Lost. There's some really great moments. Anyway, we've gone totally unattended. Yeah,
1: it's it's great. It's <laughs> what people come for. If not, put it in the comments. Um, the I think without the original, there wouldn't be a lot of horror movies within the same sort of premise yep. or adjacent premise. And I think it was like it's like um, George A. Romero's first you know zombie movie, which like kickstarted the entire genre. And I think teenagers going out to the like they play it up in Cabin in the Woods. And if you haven't seen oh, yeah. Cabin in the Woods, like I re- highly recommend it.
0: Um, it's apparently this isn't the first teenagers going to a cabin in the woods no, horror movie. Yeah. Um, but it certainly is the one that popularized the yeah, trope. Yeah. Um, and a lot of you'll find a lot of Cabin in the Woods movies, um, over the years, very directly reference um, Evil Dead. Yeah. Like it's 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 a kind of a cornerstone for for that genre
1: so in the in the beginning in the beginning um you have teenagers including the boy the man himself bruce campbell going to a cabin in the woods um for like a a weekend and for a weekend away with his girlfriend and his best mate and they're all like college friends versus the reimagining where you have um the brother uh, I can't remember his name. David. David. David meeting up with old friends because he lives away now. And his sister Mia is unfortunately a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And um, the friends have all gathered together to take her away from, uh, you know, the availability of being able to purchase drugs. Yeah. Um, and take her into the woods to, to basically make her kick it and go cold turkey.
0: It's the same... Um... Layout of characters yeah. that there's the main guy and his girlfriend and his sister and yeah. then another male color character, another female character. Yeah. Um. So it's the same. They they all kind of have an equivalent. Yeah. In the in the previous movie, um, it's I I found the drug premise interesting because it's a good way to kind of explain away why when she's the first one to start seeing things, um, they just assume it's. Hallucinations or something to do with her withdrawal, yeah um, and you know it kind of explains why they don't take her seriously or investigate things because they think that this is you know either either symptoms of withdrawal or her trying to convince them to let her leave so yeah. that she can go get drugs um so that was interesting. What really annoyed me about the remake is in the in the original, they just kind of go to this cabin. That seems like an abandoned cabin. I know the actual cabin they shot in is an abandoned cabin. Yeah. But um, it just feels like a totally abandoned cabin out in the middle of nowhere that they've never been to. So it makes sense that they don't know what's in there. Whereas in the remake, there's like pictures of them all over the cabin. So they clearly... Have been there before, and have been there, you know, going there since childhood or something. Yeah. Um. And yet they don't know that there's this trap door and there's this basement with all this weird voodoo shit in it. Like, because it doesn't seem like the the opening scene of the remake is like someone in the past doing, you know, burning, burning someone who's been possessed by this demon. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's happened recently.
1: Yeah. Um, you could argue it being between. Them coming there as children and then happening afterwards.
0: But, like, that's so weird. If that happened between, then if that's their family cabin, then these people just went into their cabin and into their basement to do this occult shit? That makes it even weirder. It just, it just didn't fit for me that it was a cabin that they knew and had been to a bunch of times and just didn't know about this secret basement and didn't know about... Oh, you know, the book and the, you know, if they'd been going there all the time and the book has been there all the time, surely they would have experienced something related yeah. to it before.
1: It's also, um, I think, brought up in uh, spoilers for um, a small part of the end of um, Cabin in the Woods. But I th- at the end of it, when the the big twist has is, is, is happened... I think one of the characters literally turns to the other character and goes, wait a sec, like, we were there because his uncle, like, lent him the cabin for the weekend. Yeah. He doesn't even have an uncle. (laughs) And I think that that does help play on the genre of just, like, oh, you're stuck in a situation you can't escape from. Yeah. Because there's a reason. It's, like, the the whole lead-up with the Harbinger in Cabin in the Woods, which is, like, a you know, a character who tells the oh, don't go up in those mountains. Those mountains, they'll kill you. You know, I'm a spooky guy on the side of the road in the gas station, or... Yeah, it's, um... Tucker and Dale do it perfectly. I love Tucker and
0: Dale. Where he's just, like,
1: trying to hit on some some girls because he's, like, all awkward and a really nice guy. Yeah. But he's just so awkward that he accidentally, like, picks up a scythe and walks up to them (laughs) and just, like... You, you kids go and camp it and they're like <laughs> get away from us
0: if, if anyone hasn't seen Tucker and dale versus evil it is like the perfect satire of this this cabin fallen, in the woods yeah, horror genre, genre. Right. it's so so good yeah it's so
1: good and it's also like plays on the the tribalism fear of inner city kids not understanding about you know um Boonies, maybe one, or in wop wops is a New Zealand slang. Kids from rural areas hmm. who, you know, I grew up like, so that's why I have a little bit of interest. It, 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 what's the word? Incrocities? No, that is not a word. Um, <laughs> idiosyncrasies? Idiosyncrasies, thank you. I was going to say idiocracy, and my brain was just like, that's not the right thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and there is a difference between city kids and country kids, Mm. and the country kids are a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more, like, you know, she'll be right, fixed with some number eight wire, sticking duct tape on serious, like,
0: life-threatening wounds. He just puts duct tape on everything in that movie. Yeah, it's great. He's like, hmm, you've you've severed off your own arm? Don't worry, duct Duct tape tape will fix it. it. It's
1: like,
0: that's, I don't think that, I mean, good advertisement for duct tape, I guess.
1: Put a roll on your first aid kit today. <laughs> Are you in the woods? Did someone just get possessed by a demon and stab you with a piece of broken mirror? Did your idiot friend rip out that said piece of broken mirror? Which is like the first oh thing you do God. not do in it's first aid. So just shove some duct tape on the wound. It's room. so be
0: annoying. Because there is, there is a bit in the first Evil Dead. Yeah. Where the guy has been like impaled by... Or, like, somewhat impaled by a part of a tree branch or something. Yeah. And it's only when he gets possessed and Ash is trying to, like, stop him that he pulls it out to to hurt him. Yeah. Whereas in the remake, every time someone gets impaled by anything, the guy's like, Okay, I'm going to do the opposite of what I'm supposed to do and just rip this out and let you bleed to death, you know? Constantly. He just keeps doing it. He does it like seven times or something. Like It's just like people keep getting stuff stuck and he's like, time to rip this out, time to rip this out. It's like, just leave it in there. Yeah. Until you can get to a hospital.
1: It's the the part that... um So me and you have a mutual person that we both know.
0: A mutual person.
1: Yeah, a mutual person.
0: <laughs> not, I, not a friend.
1: Well, yeah, they are friends. <laughs> um, I remember... Us, what me and him and our other workmate sitting down um, when we had to do a task that was always boring and took hours. Um, And so we just got the DVD, like my mate had the remake, the 2013 version on DVD and we happened to be in in a place where there was very large televisions and DVD players attached to them. So we sat there on a couch and watched the Evil Dead remake. I think we watched a couple of movies that night. I think the other one was um, one of the Paranormal Activity ones. I think it was called, like, the Marked ones or something. It's it's another movie.
0: Um, I do know that this person does enjoy Paranormal Activity movies. Yeah.
1: I remember him basically becoming a turtle. Um, as all his limbs and head try to retract into his torso in the <laughs> sequence of that movie, <laughs> namely uh, the part with the syringe. So, spoilers if you haven't seen the remake, and I'm I'm going to spoil some pretty gruesome shit right but... about now. Where his girlfriend goes absolutely nuts, saws off part of her face with a broken. Um, so, so mirror. this
0: isn't the main guy's girlfriend. It's.
1: It's Eric's girlfriend.
0: Is she... Are they boyfriend and girlfriend? Eric I feel like it's not stated. They're both, like, old friends.
1: They seem the closest couple to everybody else.
0: Yeah, I, I did get the impression, but it's never outright said, I yeah. don't think. I think it's they're just referred to as all. Because I think there's... It seems like, towards the beginning, there's an implication that she previously had dated David. Possibly. Because there's a weird thing between her and...
1: Uh, his, his now girlfriend. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that whole sequence where she's in the shower, mm-hmm. saws off her own face. Yeah. Stabs him in the chest with a piece of broken mirror. Yeah. And then, pre- like, pre- and she's got, like, a syringe because she was going to drug Mia to help her with the, um, side, side effects of her withdrawal, which in reality is demon possession. <laughs> um... And just proceeds to stab him repeatedly in the face with yeah. this, like, huge, like, veterinarian syringe to the point where after he smashes her head against, I think it's the toilet or it might have been the bathtub. I think
0: it's par- I thought it was part of the sink, was it?
1: Could have been. S-
0: some, some large piece of ceramic. Yeah, that yeah. He-
1: and Bashes um, her head he in then with. has to pull the broken syringe out from the, the underneath of his own eye, like yeah. so. We were above the orbital bone <laughs> and below the eyeball, and yeah, just like very
0: close. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's one of the first places she stabs. I think so. Yeah. It means that most of the other times she was hitting him, bone. The, the um, yeah. no, but the needle oh, had come the, out yeah. already. Um, so he didn't actually get stabbed with the syringe that many times. Because if
1: you love body horror. Oh, my God, this movie is so for you. <laughs> the amount of just visceral blood, like, the blood and gore. Like, every single person who re- received any of these injuries would be instantly dead because the amount of bo- the amount blood of these people produce is insane. Like, yeah, blood donors get over them. Like, I get can, all over these people. I
0: can tell you how many.
1: How many liters?
0: Uh, gallons, because it's the states. Um so, the original movie yeah. used between 200 and 300 gallons of, of blood, blood, of fake blood. Yeah, not um, regular blood, this stuff's expensive. Yeah, yeah, fake blood. Well, they did, um, as like a gimmick, I think, when when it opened in cinemas, they had like blood drives outside that would um, give people stickers. If they gave blood, they give stickers and a free ticket to the movie, uh, saying like, I bled for the evil dead.
1: So that is a brilliant premise, and yeah. also depending on your body weight and hydration level, you can get quite nauseous and like lightheaded when after donating blood. That's why oh, they give yeah. you they give you a cookie and some juice. Yeah, I used to give you a cookie and some. Juice. They also
0: had um as, as another marketing gimmick. They outside the I think it was only for opening night or something. They had ambulances waiting outside. Yeah to take people away if they fainted at the sight of it. That's brilliant. Him. Yeah, great marketing gimmick. That's almost, um, a,
1: like, that's on the same par level as um, uh, Kevin Smith joining the his the protest, protesting his movie. <laughs> and they're getting interviewed on television, and the interviewer being like, that's, that's the writer and director. Why is he protesting <laughs> his own movie?
0: Um, yeah, so the original had 200, 300 gallons of fake blood. The remake, do you want to guess a figure? 2,000. Higher.
1: Higher than two thousand gallons of blood.
0: A lot higher. Ten thousand. A lot higher.
1: Higher than ten thousand <laughs> Is it from the I thought the rain sequence was like CGI.
0: No, no, no. They didn't do any CGI.
1: The rain sequence where the literally yep. the deep the abomination. Yeah, they didn't know, is they summoned. Did,
0: so it's funny because the guy who directed it um has a background in VFX, uh, like in computer VFX. But as an ode to the original, which was all practical effects, he insisted on doing all practical effects for the remake.
1: No wonder it still looks good for a ten-year-old yeah. movie.
0: So, do you want to get knowing that the rain sequence is all practical? Do you so want it to has guess to be again? Fifty thousand for the rain sequence alone. Jesus. Um, twenty. Oh, sorry, seventy thousand gallons, gallons of, of fake, fake blood, blood used in the whole film. So, um, that's fifty thousand in that rain sequence, twenty thousand elsewhere. The smell <laughs> uh
1: For those who don't know, um, fake blood in movies is usually made from basically corn syrup and food coloring. Um, I think from people I've known who have bought it because you can buy it basically online and just get sent to your house um there's a pepperminty taste to it um i think it's to stop you from feeling sick if you put it in your mouth because obviously a lot of sequences where people get injured and die with the camera pointed up to them they're like always spitting up fake blood and i think the reason they peppermint flavor it is because it's the lot least disgusting flavor you could have constantly in your mouth without becoming nauseous based on the premise of you having blood in your mouth. I think that's the science behind it. I could be wrong. If you know the answer, <laughs> in the comments. Get in the comments. Um, the, yeah, you know, I didn't realize it was that much. Well, it makes sense. Is that the highest use of faint blood in every, any movie? Right?
0: I don't know. I mean, I feel like it must be up there. <laughs> yeah. 70,000 gallons is a lot. Um, I'll see if there's, if someone has, um, put that up anywhere. Most fake blood used in a film.
1: Okay. What does Google have to say? What does Google, the the algorithm, tell you? Uh,
0: the first thing was It Chapter 2. Haven't seen it. Um, no, that only, is that?
1: Because I, uh, when It... Oh yeah,
0: it says that reportedly It Chapter 2 set the record for the most blood used in a movie.
1: Okay, does um, it tell you how much?
0: No. Is it just,
1: like, one so... more gallon than the Evil Dead?
0: I don't know, because it's saying that there's... It's it's referencing one particular scene that had 5,000 gallons of fake blood, but that's nothing close to... Because
1: um... that's... It that must be in, like, some sort of actual authoritarian sort of, you know, listing, rather than well, some, yeah, this... some blogger's opinion
0: well this uh, no actually this 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 article specifically says that um you know although the the people in it chapter 2 claim that the film used a record-breaking amount of blood the director of the 2013 evil dead <laughs> says they use fifty thousand gallons of fake blood in the uh the rain scene alone so um i don't know it seems like they haven't uh
1: heaven there's no authority there's no authority blood. on it is... someone
0: else is saying uh brain dead
1: no nah, there's Which... way more in the <laughs> the the rain sequence alone we are
0: there is a lot of fake blood and brain dead though as well
1: yeah but not to literally the heavens open and blood rains from the sky <laughs> like it's a freaking apocalypse well it is literally the apocalypse they're, they're yeah yeah that's the, the that's the point. Yeah. Um
0: uh, apparently there is a a blood sprinkler in Blade that uses real fake blood.
1: Yep. Uh that's the the blood rave opening from Blade, which is fantastic. Yeah. Sets up the entire movie. So a that's sequence.
0: Another one. Uh elevator scene from the shining. It's it's not nearly as many as money, but they I use always... about as much in the eleva- just the elevator scene from The Shining as they use in the whole of the original Evil Dead. Right. So that's still decent. I always
1: thought there was a miniature. You haven't seen The Shining. I've yet? seen The Shining. Oh, okay. It's just the other Kubrick movies, even the Kubrick I've seen
0: some Kubrick movies. Because yeah. he did A Clockwork Orange, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I've seen A Clockwork Orange.
1: I've got the Collector's Edition. That was what was so expensive.
0: Okay, so apparently the previous record was held by Dead Alive, and then The Evil Dead overtook it right. the, the 2013 remake. Fair enough. Um, and that multiple people have said that, so that seems to be the most accurate. There is, I don't think it's coming up on the recording, but if you hear like weird banging noises, our door that we uh, to the room that we record in is like just continuously banging. Um, I think it's wind getting in from a window somewhere else. But the it demons is,
1: are trying to get in. I
0: do think it's funny that it's happening when we're doing an Evil Dead episode. Yeah,
1: because that's, of the, that's one the, of the evil trying to get in. The from uh, the Necronomicon is not to open the door and let him in.
0: Well, we were stuck in here then.
1: Yeah. So the Necronomicon <laughs> is another piece of, like, fan-continued... I think it was probably Throwaway, a, a, a book written in human blood and bound in human skin that has uh, the ability to summon a demon. Um There's more... Because, like, uh, Sam Raimi's the one on the recording in the original, talking about how, like, they found it in a... In a burial chamber from some sumerian religion and then he's like taken into the woods with his wife to like research this book and then it's killed his wife and then the only way to kill his wife is by like cutting her arms and legs off um so obviously there was some dude who was living in the woods that went crazy yeah. um murdered his wife and they disappeared and then yeah, you get no lead up other than it's like a cheat sheet of how to like exercise a demon mm-hmm. um in the sequel. But the Necronomicon um obviously continues on within the rest of the Evil Dead series. But it's like a, like it's like the TARDIS or um chainsaws or something along those lines or the hockey mask and the machete. Yeah. Even though the like, oh, hockey mask and chainsaw. Sorry, is the one that's supposed to be like representing Jason Voorhees, but he never actually uses a chainsaw, right? He's a machete wielder, his, his weapon of choice is a machete. Um, I think it's only in um, Jason Takes Manhattan that he actually uses a projectile and is a crossbow, but yeah, the whole hockey mask chainsaw thing, which is referenced in The Simpsons, doesn't happen. It's
0: it's funny how those things like pop-up because I, oh, I I had an example and it's gone in my head but it happens a lot that there's like people think a certain you know there's an image that everyone has of something and it's not actually yeah accurate to it I mean it's, it's the, the it's the Mandela effect I yeah, guess yeah um but it's just weird how that you know how images like that get into the the pop culture kind of Psychoist. hive mind yeah. yes zeitgeist um and we, you know, that's what we think of, but it's not what's yeah, actually happening. Yeah.
1: And it's, um, I think it, it really helps, like, the genres in general, like, disperse within the, the greater movie watching community. Because there's a lot of people out there who do not like horror movies whatsoever. Uh, we've got a mutual friend who we set for a movie to watch The Thing. And then it was like whispered to her partner, like, "What kind of horror movie is this?" And it's like, "Oh, it's mainly body horror." And She's just like, "I'm, I'm done. Like, we're leaving."
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's a huge film buff. Yeah. Um, I ran into her a bunch of times at the um film
1: festival. Film festival. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, d- different people don't like different, different types things. of movies. Yeah. You don't like romantic movies.
1: It's because they're We I explained this to you. Yesterday. I know,
0: but you don't like. Rom- it's a fact. You don't yeah. like most most romantic movies. Yeah. That you're not a fan of.
1: Five hundred days of very, summer,
0: very romantic in real
1: yeah, life. Yeah, I'm the sweetest gentleman there was. Um, <laughs> yeah, like five hundred days of summer is probably the best example of a modern romance movie that actually makes
0: sense. But you say that, except here's here's the problem with that, um, and it's you know it's it's. A, a bias thing, I think, in general. But it's um, it's, it's not just you, it's pe- but people like you who dislike... And I would lump myself into this, because yeah. I'm not... Uh, I quite regularly would say I'm not an action movie fan. Yeah. But as a result of, like, not liking certain movies in these genres, we don't watch a lot of that genre. Yeah. And therefore, you're not seeing what the good ones are. <laughs> right. Because we've watched action movies for this podcast that I'm like, yeah, I really enjoy this, even though I would still say... You know, I don't. It, it would take a lot for me to to on purpose sit down to watch an action movie, and it would be the same was, for you.
1: What was funny to me is how far you flipped for my birthday special episodes, which were the
0: um, <laughs> Escape from um, LA, La La York. Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, I hate this movie, and then the sequel, I was like, I'm, I love this. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah. So I think. You know, there's a there's a bias, not not always. I mean, with I think with horror stuff, it it can be quite clear that you know you don't there there are tropes that are very much in a lot of horror movies. So you know, going in like this is going to be a horror. You know, there's going to be jump scares, in, yeah. and if I don't like jump scares, don't go into it. There's going to be body horror. If I don't like that, don't go into it. You know, etc.
1: It's, it's another thing, like obviously, jump scares. Uh, based in, like, the fear of jump scares is based in, like, our lizard brain. Yeah. Where, like, something jumping out at you is scary.
0: But also they um they trick you. They do yeah. they do things with the music and sound and stuff yeah. to make...
1: Yeah, it, you all, know, it all helps you with to, it. To
0: build the tension so that you get that jump yeah.
1: scare. But I think that we, li- like, the genre of horror movies killed it in the 90s. Because everything was a jump scare. Mm. Even setups to things that weren't even scary were jump scares yeah it was always like someone looking off into the like it'd be some road trip horror movie and then like the the slightly nerdy uh within the genre or within the cabin in the woods she'd be the virgin character would be like staring at something horrible happening in the distance was there like driving around in the countryside and then the, she'd be like so focused and the camera would be like super focused on this thing. Yep. And then her cheerleader friend would put her hand on her shoulder or something and she'd jump and then you're like, oh, that's a scary bit. And you're like, this like this whole setup tells me exactly what kind of movie it's going to be and you basically ruined it because now every single time there's a reveal, it's going to be, you know, on the same premises. Hmm. And I just, I jump scares are boring. I like, there's a perfect scene for an example for this. In the previous mentioned movie, um, The Marked Ones, which is part of the Paranormal Activity um, series, there is a scene where the camera is in a wide angle and the main protagonists are in a circle and they're in a very, very long room. I think they're in a church, something along the lines of an abandoned church.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And they're sitting around at the bottom, like really close to the camera, camera, I don't know, obviously it'd be like two different cameras recording the same thing because you can't have something in focus um, uh, with being close focus and far focus at the same time. But you just see, like, something run across in the background. Right. As they're, like, doing their, like, little ritual thing and they're like, oh, it didn't work. And you're like, no, it fucking worked. It just didn't pop out in front of you. It's like, that, to me, is a much better, like, psychological trick because... Mm You're so focused in, like I see it because I'm a movie guy. I, I like watching movie all the time. Me movie good. Um, yeah. But you're like so focused in, and then you see something moving in the like real fast, like shadowy movement in the corner. You're like, ah, that's scary. Being like, hey, you know that's not like to me. And I think like the '90s and the early 2000s absolutely killed the whole thing. And I think it's it's weird coming back to you know, body horror with CGI being cheaper, but, like, man, the, the remake is filled with some great body horror sequences. Like, we've covered a few, but, like, there are some other sequences in there. Like, the um, electric carving knife the so visceral. It's very, you know, 127 hours. Um, the nail gun. Like, yeah. all of those sequences are just so disgustingly great. Um... If you if you love body horror like I do, but I probably watched the thing way too young, and Alien, Alien, hmm. um, probably Terminator, Terminator Two, because you get a little bit of body horror in there, and like, I think Terminator Two was like, um, the T One Thousand with the with the stabby liquid metal like piercing, like any anything that goes <laughs> into somebody and then doesn't immediately come out is always really like, because that's a feeling you can't understand without experiencing it like I've had a na- a, a, a nan a knife stabbed into the palm of my hand <sighs> and it burns mm. like you think it'd be like like a, a standard like cut on your skin because like after a certain point your body doesn't understand what's happening right so anything that's like penetrated into your flesh, has a very, like, a burny sensation that might have been the fact what I was cutting with a knife at the time. But, like, the point being, like, it's a different experience to, like, a cut, which is just, like, stinging pain versus, like, something stabbing you, which is, like, a burny sensation.
0: Yeah, I've never been stabbed or impaled, so yeah. I'm. But I'm. I'm glad I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. It. I don't recommend it. It's not, <laughs> not a bucket list item. For not uh Not something I want to experience per se. So I think. Uh, I think I'm good. I still can appreciate body horror. I think without. Yeah. Without getting <laughs>
1: impaled. Like one of my favorite talking of British like, it's not even a horror, um, but that whole sequence in. Uh, being New Zealanders, being having a love for Peter, well. Me being a New Zealander, you loving Peter Jackson's work. The fact that Nicholas Angel, uh, uh, Simon Pegg's character in the beginning of Hot Fuzz, is stabbed by a Santa Claus. Mm. And he's talking about the injury, ongoing injury, about his hand being a bit stiff. And then you find out later that it was a Peter Jackson dressed as Santa Claus stabbing him. And it's yeah. just such a fantastic <laughs> like, little weird... Like Peter Jackson just being like, "Oh, you know, you guys are fans, sweet. I'll come cameo." <laughs> um, uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg also cameoed in um, uh, not Dawn of the Dead, um, uh, not Diary, it's, it's not Survival. Uh, there's a there's a I'm missing one.
0: I'm finding out a lot of movies they didn't cameo in right now.
1: Um. I can't remember what it's called.
0: I literally don't know what you're talking about. so I There's, don't
1: an- know There's a, um, another um, George R. Romero. It's not Diary Survival. Those ones are like found footage. Oh my God, it's going to drive me nuts.
0: Land of the Dead?
1: Land of the Dead, thank you. It's always a, There was always a word. It's always a, like a here and then of the dead.
0: Well, this um, Evil Dead was supposed to be called Book of the Dead.
1: Well, that makes sense with the Necronomicon.
0: But then the... I can't remember who it was. Distributor, maybe? Yeah. Um, Wanted them to change the name because they didn't think people would come to see a movie that had literary reference in it.
1: Fair enough. They're, they're talking of another literary reference, there's an evil cooking book called The Omnomnomicron. <laughs>
0: um
1: a friend of mine got it for a present once. That's right? cool. Super expensive, the obviously. Omnomnomicron. Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um we're now fifty minutes into this and we haven't actually really talked about the movies. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Which isn't great. Um obviously there's gonna be a lot of similarities between them because it is it's kind of it's they wanted to leave it ambiguous as to whether it was a remake, a reboot, or a continuation of the series. But it's, it...
1: What I have just read um, while we were dealing with some technical issues was um, the, it's a soft reboot because there's, just this year, there's a there's the fifth
0: instalment came out. Yeah, so they so when they were making it first, so they had planned to do a full remake. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell didn't want a full remake because he didn't want someone else taking over the role of Ash. Yeah. Um, but he was quite happy with this one because it was new characters put in the same situation. Yeah. Um, there is we already discussed that the the kind of setup of the characters are very much the same. Um there is a there is like a little bit of a playing on that brother-sister relationship. Yeah. I feel like that's more clear in the remake than in the original. Like it's kind of referenced that Ash and what's her name, Cheryl? Yeah. Are um are brother-sister, but it's not like a huge plot thing really. Yeah. Um whereas this one is a lot more focused on the brother-sister relationship. Um
1: the cinematography in the eighty one version is fantastic because it's yeah. so jarring and unnerving.
0: A lot of it is like just Sam Raimi running around with the camera. Yeah. Um. Sometimes him and Bruce Campbell both r- like running with it, t- a camera attached to a plank of wood as they run through the forest, holding it at one end each of the plank of wood. Yeah. And that last dead zooming in sequence was just Sam Raimi sprinting with it, the camera strapped to his head. It's very classic, low budget yeah, <laughs> cinematography. It, it,
1: the cinematography is fantastic because it is so unnerving and jarring. Yeah. The one of the my biggest pet peeves is shaky cam mm. because it's not filmed that way. They edited it that way, and yeah, it's it so annoying. annoying. Um, any low lit action sequ- like action fight sequences, where it's like pushed really close in. Basically, anything Jason Bourne.
0: Have you seen Chronicle?
1: Uh, is that the one where the kids get superpowers? Uh,
0: kind of. It's not, There's there are multiple movies where kids get superpowers. Is
1: that the one that's, is it? It's got
0: a, Dane DeHaan.
1: Yeah, I believe I've seen it's, it.
0: It's found footage.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's found footage. It's,
0: but it's, so it's found footage and then they have him like... <laughs> use the superpowers he gains to like spin the camera around him and do like and it's like why would he do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he, you just wanted to claim it was fan footage and then put in fancy camera movements in it <laughs> and then you're like oh no no but he's he's doing it with his superpowers he's create he's filming himself it's like why would he be doing that sorry that was just i was just thinking about how annoying that is
1: fair enough <laughs> <laughs> that is really dumb um <laughs>
0: Either do it one way or the other. Don't do found footage and then and then mess with it like that. Like there's no point.
1: I think that was where, um, like, I love Team Cloverfield Lane, Mm. but like, Paradox was just dumb.
0: I haven't seen Paradox. Um,
1: Um, Don't. It's got your uh, got your boy in it though. Which boy? Uh, Your your moon boy. Sam Ruckel. No, no, not Moon Boy.
0: Oh, Moon Boy is a Moon Boy the series, not yeah. not my boy from Moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, who Who from Moon Boy could be in it?
1: Yeah, the um, it's uh, yeah, I I really like film footage, but yeah, you you're right. Like certain camera, certain cinematography work you, helps, and some.
0: Yeah, just, like, you got if you're doing film footage, you got to commit to it.
1: Yeah. You can't be just like, oh, I'm using telekinesis to move the camera yeah, so you yeah, can see. it yeah, exactly. More.
0: It's like why, why? Yeah. If he if he's becoming like all powerful with telekinesis and stuff, why would he be like, oh, but I better film it. Yeah. With his fancy camera tricks, like <laughs> no, bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's like the equivalent of Superman being all doing a Vin Diesel. And accidentally putting his phone while he's on Facebook Live <laughs> in his pocket, and then saving a falling plane and be like, "Oh, hey guys, I forgot I was online."
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Superman like filming himself or taking pictures of himself for the the newspaper that he works for, and I was like, "That's what Spider Man does for a living." <laughs> That's literally how Spider Man makes money: is he takes pictures of himself for the newspaper he works at. Um,
1: Same, yeah. Like I think I think his. Openness to stay away from traditional camera angles really helped him mm. with with the Spider trilogy, mm. the original Spider trilogy, um, because obviously you know there's a lot of sequences which you can't get in standard um photography with uh with Spider Man zipping between buildings and climbing up buildings and nothing being like a truly yeah, yeah. vertical uh, or flat surface. We haven't
0: mentioned that he was only twenty years old when he made The Evil Dead. Yeah. That's nuts to me. Yeah. Um that he made such like a movie that became such a classic well known horror movie that spawned all these, you know, sequels and remakes and stuff, and yet he made it as a twenty year old. Uh, he turned 20 just before they started filming, it's, so he would have written it as a 19 year old. Yeah, that's crazy. It's um
1: good for him,
0: yeah, good and for it him.
1: also shows that, like, this is one of the things I, I think I, I spoke to you about it. Um, there's a lot of complaints these days where movies aren't being made for certain genres, of, well, like not genres, but uh, group, gym. Genographics? No, that's not the... Um, <laughs> demographics, thank you. Why did I put a G in it? I'm losing my mind. Certain demographics, and there's a lot of complaints about it, um, because, you know, oh, this movie wasn't made for me, or, you know, so on and those sort of. Having Sam Raimi be able to make such a influential horror movie at 20 years old... Yeah. Writing and directing and filming...
0: And producing. And producing. And, and, and um... Like they borrowed like to get money for it, they borrowed a whole lot of money, and um, I believe Bruce Campbell put his like remortgaged his family home Jeez. to to finance the film um and they had like ran out of money halfway through it so like for the second half of the film, Bruce Campbell is the only one of the original actors still in it, and everyone else is someone else and makeup to look yeah. like I mean in fairness, they're all possessed so yeah. easy to do, I guess um. But they're all they're all stand-ins <laughs> for most of the movie. Um,
1: um, yeah, it just shows that you you yourself, the person listening right now, with the technology, you're probably listening to this podcast on. If you're listening to a smartphone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: have the ability to make your own movie.
0: Yeah,
1: it's just the time and the not even know-how, like, th- there's a thousand YouTube tutorials of how to edit stuff, there is free editing software, like, just do it. If you want a movie that you identify with, make it yourself, because no one's going to make it for you, because guess what? Showing what's happening currently as we're recording this with the strikes, um, the Stream Actors Guild and the, the actors themselves helping, it really shows how disgustingly greedy the studio studios can be, um, you know, there's a bunch of indie studios that have agreed to their demands. Well, yep. not even demands; they're just basic working rights, mm-hmm. um, and are now being able to film stuff. it's just these big holdouts that didn't stop doing it. Yep. And it just really shows that no one is going to make the movie you want. You have to make it yourself, and you have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's something weird where me and you were talking about.
0: Yep. Um, we're gonna, right after we record this we're going to go out and make a movie <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you've inspired me
1: yeah um, so really yeah there's a lot of legacy behind that and obviously there's a, a lot these days um, you know it is a saturated market um, and it's you know having and I think there's that's another thing that's always bugged me well it's been bugging me recently so many movies cost hundreds of millions of dollars where you could just cut that budget in five pieces yep and make five movies instead of one.
0: Do you know what the budget was for The Evil Dead? Do Ten grand. Child? No, it was way more than that actually. Oh was it? Is uh, this how
1: much clerks cost?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh three hundred and seventy five thousand.
1: In the eighties that would probably be about what, a million dollars now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> But it made like a absolute crap ton of money. Uh,
0: made two point nine million.
1: Yeah, so three hundred thousand into two point nine is all. Yeah. Decent profit margins.
0: The um the remake the budget was seventeen million and it made ninety seven point five million. Yeah. So, as much as people might say it's not as good, it uh certainly did well at the box office.
1: Yeah. This this is thing that Hollywood's sleeping on. Everybody's sleeping on the moment, including you at home or at work or wherever you are, public transport, wherever you're listening to this. There's one of the most slept on, profitable movie genres there are. Horror. Horror. Because it doesn't matter if you get named actors, you just mm. get people who can act and look terrified and scream real good. <laughs> and you stick them in a situation where they have to act real good and scream real good, and you've got a movie.
0: Yeah. You wanna go out and film a horror? This is how Peter Jackson got famous. Yeah, exactly. Doing some doing some horrors around Wellington. Yeah. Um speaking then, of which this is the remake was filmed in New Zealand. Yeah, you discovered that. And
1: Up north of Auckland. Auckland, right? Yeah, just north yeah. of the
0: Auckland. Just fun. Also the actress who played you know, the girl at the beginning who's possessed and they burn her alive? Yeah. She's from Wellington. Nice. So there you go. Some local talent. Daddy. Oh rip your soul out. <laughs> good because she's like begging being like what happened to mom where is she and then she's like i'll rip your soul out daddy (laughs) it's like oh okay jesus
1: all right (laughs)
0: Um, that escalated quickly
1: there is a lot of uncomfortable horror for women in these two movies
0: yes i like because i read the trivia around the first one before we watched the second one yeah and uh there's a lot of talk about the what what i will i will phrase it the way they phrase it in the trivia which is the tree rape scene yeah um which is where the sister is you know she she's the one who's kind of sensitive to the occult and spiritual worlds or whatever and she wants to get out of there and she goes out into the forest and gets attacked by a tree there's like vines catch her and like tie her down and stuff and then it, it penetrates her yeah um but like, the the makers of the original, so like Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi and uh, Rob, forgotten his last name, the producer. What was his last name? You don't remember. I don't remember. Um. Anyway, they have all kind of said, "Oh, if um, if we remade it now, Rob Tappert. Yeah. If we remade it now, we, you know, it probably wouldn't that that scene wouldn't be in it or it'd be done def differently. You know, yeah. maybe didn't need the penetration or whatever." So imagine my surprise when I then watch the the remake from 2013 and they do the same damn thing. Yeah. Now they do make it a lot more clear in the remake that what is going inside of her is like the evil and it's possessing her. Yeah. Um, whereas in the original one it's it's just happening. But they, the actress who plays the sister in the original defended it and she said... Um, you know, rape is an inherently evil act. Yeah. So it makes sense that this evil force would commit this evil act. Yeah. Um. You know. So it's not. It's not portrayed as like positive in any way. It's
1: because that's that's the whole premise of why Alien the original is scary. Because mm. it's the same thing. The concept of having something forcefully impregnating you right. to the thing that will kill you like evil impregnating you Yeah, yeah. I mean that's you know like Alien. Rosemary's Baby Yeah, you
0: know that is a classic premise in horror but um
1: I was going to say Six Days but that's the wrong Arnie movie End of Days
0: The Unborn have you seen that one? No it's got Gary Oldman in it as a rabbi so I saw Call it in the cinema guy, and no, no. I was like why did I watch this? <laughs> um Odette Yussman plays the uh, the lead actress in it and she gets a pregnant with a demon baby. You know, it's the whole... It's the whole thing. Just
1: a weekend out. Always
0: yeah. demon babies, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so it is, so it is, you know... It is a weird... Kind of, like, people didn't like... Or some people didn't like it as, like, a... You know, it's misogynistic. Um, apparently, though, I don't think it made it to the final cut... Because I was looking out for it... Um, Apparently they did shoot a sequence where Linda, who is Ash's girlfriend, tries to rape him while she's possessed. It's to to so to be like, well, it's not just, you know, it doesn't it's, only happen to a woman yeah, in it. Yeah. It's just this evil thing that this evil force tries to do. Um, but yeah, I was surprised that they kept that in for the yeah. for the remake. Yeah. Um, considering they all seem to have said in the meantime like oh you know we probably wouldn't do that again we wouldn't do that again spoiler alert they did it again yeah yeah um yeah so but like i said they do make it a lot clearer in the remake that it is like because it's rather than just being another tree that goes into her it's a there's like a a demon that spits it out and yeah, it yeah, into like
1: regurgitates evil out of it while
0: staring her down and screaming yeah. and then she's yeah. screaming and
1: the <laughs> screaming.
0: Yeah, it's quite horrifying. Um the
1: makeup and special like the makeup and that whole like those people deserve an award because the practical effects in the in the 2013 one is so good.
0: The practical effects in both are so good. Oh yeah yeah. And that's I mean that's why they did practical effects in the remake was because they were this. so impressed by I'm how s- good. What
1: I said it was gonna. I, we've talked about this like a dozen times before. Like that's oh, yeah. why, like the original Jurassic Park still holds up. Oh yeah, Jurassic yeah. World, which yeah. is more the, recent, looks the, like garbage. What we
0: always bring up is Lord of the Rings versus the Hobbit. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. bring it up again. But what what I was saying was that they specifically chose to do practical effects in the remake. In this case, because of how well the practical effects yeah. were done on a lower budget than the original. And they were like, you know, they were genuinely impressed by how well they did and how good it looked, how good it still looks. Yeah. You know, this this many years later, so we're forty years on from that now. Yeah, and it still looks fantastic, the original.
1: Even the claymation of the melting.
0: I do, I mean, it's obvious claymation, but yeah. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the the new claymation stuff. Apparently, the um, because they did they did stop motion for the infection spreading in um her leg, you know, after she gets stabbed in the Achilles heel, yeah. and the infection spreads in her leg in the original. um, But because they did a stop motion, the actors had to stay perfectly still yeah. while they did it, for over, like, over, like, I can't remember how many hours or whatever, and apparently as soon as they finished it, she just immediately vomited everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, Do do you... Oh, oh yeah, the only other thing I want to say really about the differences between these movies is that obviously in the original, Ash is the the kind of lone survivor at the end of it, and then it's implied that the evil kind of gets him. Obviously you've seen sequels where he's still in it, so I he well, there's, doesn't there's, die.
1: So it goes Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, which is a <laughs> higher budget comedy remake of the first one. Oh. <laughs> Army of Darkness, which is... Um, super weird and i won't explain to you because now i want you because i didn't realize you hadn't seen these we're going to watch it okay and then ash versus the dead ash versus the evil dead yeah which is the tv show that ran for three years between 2015 2018 right which he plays the same character and that's why he keeps popping up because he is in the 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 verse yeah he's still running around doing
0: stuff right so that's how the first one ends the the remake he manages to
1: co-manages to
0: the the ash equivalent david
1: yeah
0: manages to uh, first of all the book tells them how to get rid of the evil you have to either burn them chop off all their limbs or bury them alive yeah so he buries his sister mia alive and then he once the evil seems to have dissipated he digs her up and he revives her with, like, a homemade AED. He's made with, like, syringes and wires on a car battery. Yeah, and, like, no, I wouldn't
1: recommend that for first aid. First, don't, take
0: <laughs> don't take any first, first aid advice from this guy. This is the guy who pulls, you know, impaled objects like out of people. Six and six blood,
1: broken glass out of some dude's pick.
0: Yeah. Uh, terrible, terrible at first aid. Um, he should have stayed dating the registered nurse rather than yeah. the... Yeah, I can't remember what, what his girlfriend's... But she was. dies
1: first, which is yeah, the, that's true. The shittiest part about the whole thing is the person that could actually be able to help, help survives first, yeah. first.
0: Um yeah, so he Yeah, so he revives her and then she's alive and free from possession. Um and then when he goes inside to get the car keys, it turns out that the other friend is possessed and moving around and he
1: What a shock to David that Eric, who's the other character also is possessed wouldn't he have thought that it happened to everybody else they get killed and then come back again yeah he just left him
0: drowning instead of doing any of the like burning and stuff
1: i found out what they're called when we were um what are they called they're called deadites
0: Oh, yeah, 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 Yeah. I saw that come up a lot in, in, um, in trivia stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he shoots a can of gasoline and it wouldn't wouldn't work, they've myth-busted it, um, and explodes, and, you know, it sets fire, because he'd already poured it all over the cabin, so he sets fire to himself and the other guy, um, so that they, you know, even though he becomes possessed shortly afterwards, he also burns. But what it, what it does is, first of all, it takes away the Ash character from surviving. Yeah. But it also turns it into a final girl movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, the apocalypse does come. We have that blood rain sequence that we already mentioned. And, like, a demon person crawls out of the ground and then she has a whole fight and kills him. Yeah. With but, a chainsaw. Um, with a chainsaw, of
1: course. One armed with a chainsaw.
0: One armed with a chainsaw. Exactly. Well, she has two arms for some of it. Yeah.
1: Exactly the, <laughs> the same as, as Ash. Right. Because
0: Ash has got one arm. And a chainsaw.
1: And a chainsaw. A chainsaw arm, in fact. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so it's... But it does... The change... First of all, it doesn't make much sense to me that he kills her. And then... Also, when he revives her, he leaves a plastic bag over her face. That's not a good way to do CPR. Or any kind of resuscitation. He's Don't leave terrible. A He's just... Everything he does is wrong. Yeah. But he somehow succeeds. Um, but it does turn it into a final girl movie, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. An interesting change.
1: It'll be interesting to watch the 2023 sequel.
0: You reckon there's going to be a 2023? Oh, was, oh, sequel. Sorry, I thought yeah. you were going to say another remake.
1: No, it's a sequel to okay. that version.
0: I thought there only was a sequel to that version.
1: No, it's the 2023 version. 2023 movie.
0: What's Evil Dead Rise?
1: That's the new one. The oh, that's
0: the one that hasn't come out yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that was what came up when I was looking. Um, do we want to get into trivia then? rather than, Or do you have anything more you want to say about the films?
1: Watch them. <laughs>
0: yeah. I do Watch think, as remakes go, um, it does... It's not like... It's not the, a
1: cash-grab bullshit. Like yeah, it's, it's not the our, best
0: best movie by a long time. We're losing
1: shot. our copyright. We have to um, make another movie.
0: Yeah, no, it is... Um, it's a unique spin on it to some degree, while also being very true to the original... Um, and I'd say it is a remake worth watching if you're into the genre. Um, and again, if you like, South if you remake. like horror and you have, yeah, they, 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 all these buzzwords. Like, they've used different terms for it because yeah. apparently Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi have said it's a sequel. Yeah. Um, the guy who wrote it said he wanted to leave it ambiguous whether it was a remake or a continuation yeah. or what. And so it's, you know, but known as a soft remake, soft reboot, um, because it could be a continuation but it's also the same premise as the first one. Yeah. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh if you haven't seen The Evil Dead and you like horror, watch it, the first one. Um because it is it is a classic and it, you know, you will see references to it in things you've already seen. <laughs> it's it's very much the quintessential cabin in the woods horror movie. Yeah. Um The cabin used in the original was also the lodging for 13 crew members, um, with several of them sleeping in the same room. Living conditions were terrible, and the crew were frequently arguing. It didn't have any plumbing, so uh, the actors would go days without showering, and uh, the weather was so cold they kept getting sick. Um, And by the end of production, they were burning furniture to stay warm.
1: Nice.
0: It's funny because they filmed, I believe they filmed in Michigan... But it's set in Tennessee. I think that was it.
1: Yeah, it's also weird because the, one of oh no, the character-
0: it's the other way around. It's set in Michigan, but they filmed in Tennessee.
1: Yeah, because one of them's wearing a Michigan State yeah. jersey, which would yeah. imply that they're college students from Michigan.
0: Right. So it's set in Michigan, but they filmed it in Tennessee. And the reason I did I don't think I took this down, but I remember reading it. The reason they filmed in Tennessee was because they wanted to avoid being struck in the harsh winters of Michigan. Yeah. And then it turned out that year, Michigan had one of its mildest winters ever, and Tennessee, Tennessee had, yeah. Classic. <laughs> so they ended up like in freezing temperatures, staying in this abandoned cabin. Um, apparently, when they're listening to the tape, the original script called for the characters to be smoking marijuana while they're listening to it. <laughs> um, so they filmed they filmed a version where the actors were actually smoking marijuana listening to the tape and they had to reshoot it later because of everyone's uncontrollable behaviour. <laughs> um which is hilarious. Um,
1: strong ass seventies to early eighties weed.
0: Yeah, so most so they did their principal photography in the winter of nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty, and then most of the actors left production and then for the second half of the film it's just Bruce Campbell and a bunch of stand-ins. Um the film was shown to Stephen King early on, uh, before it had been picked up by a distributor, and he... What? It was
1: Maximum Overdrive?
0: He, um... He gave it a glowing endorsement, and that's what sold it to the public, and then New Line picked it up because Stephen King said it was good. Um, oh, I've written one of my own notes in the <laughs> That's hilarious. I've accidentally written one of my own notes in the middle of my trivia notes, and it just says, so after that it just says, why did she eat her own hand off? <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, that's not where that should be um, Lucy Lawless yep. tying back into New Zealand connections yep. she saw The Evil Dead the nineteen eighty one woman when it first came out in cinema um, and she hated it she was appalled by it uh, especially the um, the tree rape scene mm-hmm. um, and she said she was on the record saying she wondered what kind of horrible people could possibly make such a film uh, she then later married the film's producer yeah <laughs> Um Rob Tappert, uh, who had been the one who insisted on making that scene sexually violent. Right. Um, and then worked in a bunch of bunch of productions by Sam Raimi, which is including Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. But it's just funny that she was like appalled by it. <laughs> she yeah, married those, the producer.
1: Those who don't know, um, one of the biggest other than Lord of the Rings um and anything made by Weezer, one of the other biggest like um film like basically shot in the buttocks of, of cash flow into new zealand was xena uh, Zena and and hercules mm. um and yeah that was a whole that was a whole era like um the other one that uh was famous in certain countries but not as famous as other tv shows which was a tv show that i thoroughly loved as a kid called the tribes um it was, uh, one of the people I used to know, uh, a regular customer of mine, um, back when I worked in specialist retail, uh, was from Israel, and, um, it had been translated into Hebrew and shown on their equivalent of, like, after, after-school cartoons. That's cool. So we, like, bonded over the fact that we both was tribes as a kid, mm. and which was filmed in the place that we met each other. It was crazy. Um... Yeah, that's that's the later seasons are garbage, but the first couple of seasons are fantastic. But it was just like it was starting the ball right like without Zeno, without like that, it wouldn't have been we wouldn't have had Lord of the Rings, I don't think. It would have been mm. a, Americanized with like
0: mm.
1: Nicolas Cage playing Aragorn and
0: Or do the the uh, the one the Beatles wanted to do where they Oh were. my god <laughs> Ulfian hated the Beatles. Yeah. I love that. He absolutely hated them. Um, the it, it seems to be a lot of, uh, I guess, because they had such a low budget, a lot of the like props in the original Evil Dead were just the real thing. Um, so, like, the shotgun, he actually is firing an actual shotgun. Um, but also, uh, where he's going to cut up Linda with a chainsaw, he they it was a real chainsaw. They really turned on, and he yeah. was holding it. Like up right above her, so like when they do the the close up of her neck to look at the necklace, her pul- you can see her pulse racing because he's literally actually holding, holding a, a chainsaw, a really chainsaw over. Yeah, this is terrifying. Um, also, that necklace was originally supposed to be a plot point where they focus sunlight using the magnifying glass on it yeah, to burn well, like, the book.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but then they scrapped that and then they had to come up with another use for it because they had already spent so much film like <laughs> filming close ups of this necklace for no reason. Um, which is why then it ends up being used to, like, catch the... Yeah, lasso bu- of the book. of the book, yeah. Um, I don't what was this one? Oh, yeah, so when they... Op- opening night of the film, um, the audience shouted at the screen during, like, any of the moment, like, the, the typical horror movie mov- moments where they were doing, the characters were doing something stupid. Yeah. So the, um... The guy who ran New Line Cinema at the time, uh, told Sam Raimi they're gonna have to make cuts and cut out all those like things because it made the audience shout at the screen. Yeah. And then they passed, um, another cinema later that night and saw sold out shows for the entire night and heard people coming out and telling people to go watch it because it was so good and they were <laughs> like, actually, don't don't cut it. <laughs> so um, Sam Raimi was quoted as saying it was the shortest change of an editing plan. Yeah. It's just like
1: again, studios overreaching.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was like you know people love to shout at the mo- at the screen yeah, oh in horror God, movies. It, it's like a whole appeal of part of it's also like a trope horror.
1: within horror movies because yeah, yeah. they do it in scary movie,
0: right? And yeah. I mean, Scream. Yeah, they they the yeah. whole point of Scream half of it is they're they're taking you know, criticizing the actions of the characters in horror movies. Uh, for the remake, uh, I already mentioned that the director had a, a background in CGI, but chose to do physical effects as an homage. um 95 percent of the remake was shot in chronological order which is unusual for film yeah. but they did it because um a lot of the film takes place in a controlled environment and the blood and gore gets worse and worse as it goes on yeah and it, doing it in chronological order meant that they didn't have to worry about like washing all the blood off the walls for a continuation yeah. <laughs> um the, there's a sequence where they have cards spread out on the table and they're laid out in the order that Cheryl read them out in the original one. Right. Because that was the first indication that she was possessed, was that she was facing the other way and able to, like, tell them which cards they were drawing. Um. It was, as we mentioned, shot in New Zealand over the uh, the period of a month. Apparently there was some extra days filmed in the States afterwards, but, but, um, what's it called? The... I was going to say primal primal shooting. That's not what it's called. No. Um, <laughs> whatever it's called. The the beginnings, the, you know, the original camera work was done in New Zealand. Why can't I think... There is like an actual phrase, yeah, and yeah. it's we're, just we're like... We've both out of my, brain. those days. It's gone out of my brain. Um, I have every day. Apparently the, there was a, a remake of the original in development uh, ten years before that in 2003 and they were at that point going to just recast the original characters there was going to be a new ash um and the people who were being considered for the role were ashton kutcher and marlon wayans
1: so scary movie can
0: you imagine either of them being ash
1: in a remake
0: um and then the other thing i had on here was that every girl in the leading cast of the remake is a scream queen Obviously, we mentioned already that uh, uh, Jane Levy, the main character who plays Mia, was then in Don't Breathe, which is by the same director. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Blackmore is best known for the Vampire Diaries, and then Jessica Lucas uh, had before this appeared in The Covenant, Cloverfield, and Amusement. So they're all um, multiple horror movie actresses.
1: Lucy Lawless was in um, Ash vs Evil Dead. I said that already yeah. when I was talking about it. Sorry, I just remembered it.
0: Yeah, she was also in one of the Spider Man movies. Uh, the first one, the first, first Raimi Spider Man movie, she was a, like a background character. She's in it for like a second. I think she might have one line. She's very briefly in the movie. Was it her war cry from Xena? No, it's not that. Okay. You would, you'd barely recognize her yeah. in the, the Spider Man movie.
1: Because she's naturally like, doesn't have dark hair.
0: Because
1: um, they dyed it for the, for Xena, so... I
0: think she does have dark hair in, in Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. Um, no, there's... Like, I like this whole genre. Like, it's a very, very fun... Like, I, I'm looking forward to making you watch 2 and Army of Darkness.
0: Oh, she's got red hair, and she's, like, a punk. That's cool. Um, so she's got short red hair, and she's, like, goth, I guess? She's wearing, like, <laughs> fishnets and stuff, and... She very briefly appears in Spider Man. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's funny because like I feel like you never want to watch horror movies with me. I feel like if I want to watch horror movies, I watch them by myself. Or more recently, I've watched them with with my friend Paul.
1: Yeah, who's the um, host of
0: Here's Out. Heroes Out, Yeah, which I mentioned earlier in yeah. the podcast. Go watch, go watch and listen to Here's Out on YouTube if you want to.
1: They make shorter content than we do. <laughs> they do make
0: sure sh- often do make shorter content than we do, um, and they've been going a lot longer than us. So they've got. A lot more of a backlog. Yeah. All right. Is there anything
1: else you want to? Stay. You know, when your friend goes, "Hey, I've rented a cabin from. I borrowed a cabin from my uncle." Yeah, just don't don't do it. Don't go go to any cabins. Question everything.
0: Don't go to any cabins in any woods. And if you go to a cabin in the woods, don't wander out into the forest alone. Yeah. Yeah, because then you'll get eaten by a giant bird. Or you get.
1: Attacked by a tree. Attacked
0: by a tree. You could be eaten by a giant bird, especially if it is in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, be very careful of those uh, giant birds out there.
1: If you want a fantastic movie
0: That to Nick tout, is just spoiled.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything anymore then.
0: <laughs> Damn it. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. You, you, you just gave the twist to the <laughs> movie away. <laughs> Well, now we'll know what it is. We'll yeah. we'll we'll have to recommend it. We'll have to, like, on another episode, just be like, oh, by the way, we saw this movie. That's yeah, really yeah. good. Um, you go into it knowing nothing about it. Yeah. Good, good New Zealand horror. Yeah.
1: Classic. Like all horrors are made in New Zealand. They're always yeah. good.
0: And they're always horror comedies, even if they don't intend to Black be horror sheep. comedies. <laughs> Black Sheep. Triners. Um, also. Your boys. Housebound. Yeah, Housebound. Yeah. There's a lot of you you know, just look up the look up the um the catalog of New Zealand made horror movies yeah. including recent ones. Yeah. They're all know, usually black
1: comedies because New Zealanders can't play anything straight.
0: Well, it's the same in Ireland. Yeah. I feel like most most kind of Irish horrors are are dark comedies. Yeah.
1: Thank you for joining us on this, this spooky, spooky episode. We'll be with you again with another spooky yeah, episode. Yeah, we've got
0: another spooky episode with some very classic spooky films coming yeah. up.
1: Um, Spooktacular Spooktober. You
0: can find all our details on our website, it takes2.co.nz, or like we said before, join our Discord. The link will be in the show notes or description of this and uh, also on our website.
1: Thank you for joining us. Stay out of the woods.
0: Goodbye.